You are now in tune to a 726 studio production. <laughs> yeah, let me stop my shit. Yo, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. Today's episode is about to be a somewhat awkward episode for myself and for my guests. Because, well, we don't necessarily talk to each other in English. So now today is just going to be the very first time we hold a conversation one-on-one in English. I mean, hell, even when we're out hanging with mutual friends that don't speak Creole, we still drop in the Creole every now and again. So let's see how this one goes. Bear with me, bear with us for this. But anyway, so today I'm going to have my bro on. We're just going to be talking about, you know, his life out here in Taiwan and also a brand that he started up but I won't go too much into that yet. And well, not too long ago, someone messaged me on Facebook and it's like, hey, is your podcast still going on? Um, I'd like to be on it to talk about X, Y, Z. And I'm like, um, in my mind, I'm like, this doesn't really go with what I talk about here on the podcast, right? And so she was like, oh, because I know your podcast is more focused on like, entrepreneurship and productivity and I'm like are you sure we're talking about the same podcast right now and like don't get me wrong I'm always open to having guests but at the same time if you want to be on a podcast like you know be sure that you know what's going on here and you bring something that aligns with what goes on on planet Josh now if I reach out to you it's a little bit different because I think I have a way to make it all be connected but You know, I don't mean that disrespectfully to anyone, but I'm just saying, you know, just be sure of what you're trying to tell me. Because when you tell me something that's completely wrong, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to stay away. But nonetheless, let me introduce you guys to my guest today, my brother, Jason Phillips, straight out of Belize, Belize City to be precise. But I won't say too much about him because I want to give him the chance to introduce himself. So nonetheless, what's good, my guy? Welcome to the podcast. Yo, yo. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. What's up? How's it going, man? I'm good, bro. Um, A little nervous about this whole thing. Different for me, especially talking to you like this. I never really have these kind of serious conversations. (laughs) I mean, yeah. But it's all good. The people, I mean, I think I have understanding listeners. But nonetheless, um, so tell us more about yourself. Okay, so like what Josh said, my name is Jason. I'm from Belize City, Belize. And uh, I'm currently living in Taiwan. I've been here for four years. Came out the same year as Josh. We traveled here together. I go to Mingchuan University. I'm a student, entrepreneur, hooper. I play basketball a lot. And that's about it, I guess. Okay, so... um. So when you mentioned the part that we travel out here together, I instantly had a flashback to uh, San Francisco when (laughs) the trip was a disaster. (laughs) But I mean, I was on the good side of the journey. So, you know, I know the story, but if you want to, feel free to go ahead and, you know, let us hear about that little bumpy part of the trip over here to Taiwan. Okay, so I'll try to put it in a simple way. So, leaving Belize was fine. Didn't have anything to complain about. But when we got to San Francisco, it got a bit confusing for me. Because the 
airport was really big and we're traveling with a large group and I didn't really understand like what the scholarship I call them scholarship people the people who are like who organized the trip for us wanted us to do and so in my mind I'm going to follow follow the most senior looking person so I don't get lost or anything goes wrong <laughs> so I'm following this person and we go to baggage claim and this person is saying to do one thing while like another group of people are saying to do this other thing and like Josh is going with that other group of people but we're still all new to each other so I don't know who to follow so like I said I'm going to follow the most senior looking person and that's what I did so I'm following this person and we're walking around maybe 15 minutes 20 minutes and I realize you know what it's getting late the time for our flight is coming and we're still not close to where we're supposed to be to the gate and I start panicking and I realize that we're lost. The person I was following has no idea where we are and things were looking pretty bad. But it all worked out. We found our way back to the Josh's group and we got on a flight, but it was pretty scary. I was starting the trip. I regretted ever following that person and up to now. Whenever I see that person, I laugh because she almost almost made me not reach that one. <laughs> but yeah. And you know, the crazy thing is that for the majority of the trip, I was more with the group of people that ended up getting confused. And he was with the group I ended up with in San Francisco. I don't know how we ended up switching, but I made the right switch. But anyways, <laughs> enough about that. Um, So, like, I mean, we already talked about that trip, the fact that you're in Taiwan. But first of all, why are you even in Taiwan? Well, that story is actually pretty funny because I... At first, I didn't even want to come here. I didn't know much about Taiwan. Never really heard about it back home. I was graduating from junior college. I went to SJCJC. And I told, I told, I talked to my parents and I told them, like, I want to continue studying. I don't want to just stop there. But we all know studying in America is pretty expensive. So my dad was like, you need to find a scholarship. But I didn't even know where to start. So I started looking into scholarships in America, which aren't really full ride. They're like, like they would give you discounts or something, but or work out something else with them, but not full ride. So my dad went behind my back and did his own research. And he found out about the Taiwanese scholarship. And he's the one who did most of the paperwork for me and signed me up and did the talking. And one day, uh, well, actually, it's funny. I got a message before I got the call. I got a text from Josh and he told me, he reached out to me and he told me how he saw my name on this list for the scholarship recipients. And I wasn't sure if I was to believe him or not because I never met this guy before. <laughs> and so that was kind of weird to me. And I didn't get any call or any email or anything. I didn't even really know about being signed up for this scholarship in the first place. Like my dad mentioned it to me like, oh, he's going to do this for me and um, fill out this some paperwork because I had to do it some I had to do some of the work myself, but I didn't have any hopes for it. I didn't even really want to go to Taiwan. So when Josh sent me that message, I was like, "What?" But I didn't get my hopes up yet. I didn't believe it yet or anything. It was until maybe the next following day, someone called me and they told me, "Oh, congratulations, you um, got the scholarship." And I was like, "Whoa." And that's when I started doing research about Taiwan. That's when I started realizing, oh, it actually might not be that bad. And here I am now. So three and a half years later, 
Has it lived up to your expectations? Like, what do you really think about the country? Um, To be honest, bro, I love it here. It's become a second home. I don't have anything to really complain about. Um, I have really great friends out here. I like my living situation. School has been good to me. Um, Yeah, I love this place, man. So, um, based on all of that, what would you say are, like, your major likes and dislikes, if any? Okay, um, I'll start with dislikes, but there's not much to complain about. I'm a pretty positive guy, so I don't really spend time thinking about negative things. But um, some things I don't like, well, for starters, where I live right now, um, it's a pretty quiet neighborhood. There's pretty quiet and there's like really there's like really really quiet and i would say it's really really quiet it's like a lot of old people around here and most i noticed like most neighborhoods are like that and so any sort of amount of noise really disturbs them and they complain a lot and it took some time getting used to that because you know back home you live in your own house you're not living around so many people and so that would be a dislike i guess well what else i don't like um, it's hard to find clothes in my size here. I'm a tall guy. I'm six feet two, and the the clothes here they make usually are for smaller people. So my normal sizing has changed a lot since I've lived out here, and it's hard to find even big sizing sometimes too. So how about the likes? As for likes, um, for starters, the people out here are really cool. Like most of my friends here are Taiwanese and I like hanging out with them because they're genuine people. They keep it 100 all the time and I don't ever have to worry about them going behind my back. Um, and they're also super friendly. I could ask them, I could reach out, them, reach out to any of them for help whenever and they would, they would have my back. It's funny. I actually like the food here too. I was skeptical about that before coming here. I thought I wouldn't like the food, but they have really good restaurants, at least the city where I live in. And basketball out here is still happening, even though with the pandemic situation that has been going down. Taiwan has done a really good job of keeping the society the same way. And we've been able to still play sports. And so I still get to play basketball in my free time. And I'm really grateful to that. So now that you mentioned basketball, like when you compare it to back home, like, I already did a whole episode just, like, talking about it, but I want your perspective, your opinion on it. Like, what do you think of the difference, the similarities, whatever it is, compared to playing back home and playing here in Taiwan? As for differences, I would say we play at a slower tempo than how they play here. What I mean by that is that they play a lot of, they play fast here. The guys, most of most of the guys I played against, they're all super fast and they move the ball really fast. And they're more team ball, as in they're going to pass, 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 pass until they find an open shot. I think compared to back home, we're more like isolation kind of players or more athletic kind of players. So we depend on athleticism than speed and movement, ball movement and stuff like that. Also, I think we play harder. It's a more physical it's more contact when we're playing compared to out here. They don't really like contact. It's funny, like back home playing, you only call foul if you're like really seriously hurt. But here, they're calling fouls for you. 
like they'll follow you on purpose and if you don't call they're gonna call it for you and you have to play that's how that's how they play here so that was something i had to get used to and that's just their style they they're very careful out here and so they try not to play too physical because they don't want anybody to get hurt it's not something bad it's just we do that back home too we're not trying to hurt anybody but we're playing hard every single possession whereas for them it's just they might go hard now and then they might slow it down a little bit or be more cautious a little bit and something like that so besides basketball let's move right into it now um like i said you started a brand like what influenced you to want to start a brand like when did you really start thinking about this and when did you really put it into effect okay so i've been studying business my most of my life now from high school i've always been a business student throughout studying business for so many years i've had different ideas of course because i'm learning this stuff in class so of course i'm going to put it into my own mind how can i apply these into my own business so i had different ideas but one that's always stuck with me was starting like a brand. I always thought I was really super cool. But I wasn't sure how I wanted to build this brand. Like, because yes, I have an idea of how I might want to run it, but what I'm going to make it about, that was always a struggle for me. Because I like so many different things, so I didn't know how to tie everything together. But um, starting the brand was always with me, but I just didn't know what I wanted it to be about. So I just kept it at the back of my mind. And... It was maybe last year, summer during the summer, summer 2021, is when we had a lot of free time because COVID finally hit Taiwan seriously. And we were all we went all in lockdown. And so I had a lot of free time on my hands. And with that free time, I started thinking of different ideas of what I could do to spend over my free time. That's when the brand idea came back to me. I said, maybe I can use this free time to actually try to build it more, put all of my ideas together and see what I can create. And... With that, I designed a brand called Love Always Wins. So, Love Always Wins. I'm guessing, of course, when you're trying to start a brand. I mean, same here with the podcast. It's like, you know, you have to figure out what's going to be the name, why that name. Like, of course, you're not just going to pick any random thing. It's just like when people name their children. You want to have something with a specific meaning. So, why Love Always Wins? Like, What's the meaning behind it? Well, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a positive guy. Well, I really try to. And I chose the name because the name is actually telling you straight off the bat what the brand is about. Not love and its literal meaning. It's positivity is what I'm trying to spread or what I'm trying to show people that will always win. When people hear love, they think about like dating and couples. Romantic stuff. Romantic stuff. That's not what I'm trying to promote here. What I'm trying to show people is that a positive mindset, performing acts of love for people, not just for your partner, but people in the whole world, even not even people, animals, nature, the world itself, just putting love out there will benefit you and benefit others. And it will always win regardless. Good always beats evil. Light shines over darkness. And that's okay. What love always wins. Um, how I came up with it is that I sat down and I wanted to create a name that really had a deep meaning to me. And so I sat down with a notebook and I wrote down a bunch of names I thought maybe could work. And after doing that, I called a bunch of my closest friends, people I really trust, and I know they would give me honest feedback. And we went over all the names 
And eventually, one of my friends made a suggestion with the name Love Always Wins. At first, I just wrote it down. I didn't think too much of it. After I finished the call with them, I went over the names one more time. And you know, I said, you know what? This name would work the best. Like, the whole meaning of it and what it stands for. And that's what I'm trying to bring across. And from when I was a kid, the person who showed me that love literally always wins is my father. He is a very positive guy as well. And he would always sit down with me and have these deep conversations with me and talk about how important it is to be a good role model, be a good person, do to others what you would want them to do to you. And he instilled these different teachings into me. And I didn't realize they stuck with me until like I really sat down and thought about what I would want to share with other people, what I would want to create a brand around. And I put those together and I sat down and tried to think of something creative that would sound catchy to people as well. And I came up with Love Always Wins. Law, if you're going to put it shorter. Okay, so um, Law or Love Always Wins, what are some things that people can get from the brand in terms of merchandise? Okay, as of right now, I have t-shirts, I have sweatshirts, and I have hoodies. I also have tote bags. I started working with tote bags as well. And I'm working on, I'm still pretty new, so it's still all in the process, but I've been working on some other stuff as well. So far, I only have tops and bags, but I'm working on headwear. I'm trying to get some beanies and some hats done to be precise trucker hats. My brand is more of like a vintage feel to it. So I'm trying to bring back some of that old school stuff. And I'm working on some pants as well. But in due time, in due time. So how has this brand been received since you started it all? Like a little bit over, what, half a year ago? Um, It's been positive. Um, Most people that support I have gotten good reviews. And they like what I've been putting out there. They like, they enjoy the positive messages and what I'm trying to portray to people. They like what the brand is about. And so it's been good so far. So now these products, they're mostly only available here in Taiwan. Am I right? Actually, I have made it available for people in Taiwan, Belize, and America. Those are the three countries I'm able to ship to right now. Um, I started off with only Taiwan, but I realized that I have a lot of fan, like a lot of people in Belize also wanted to support and wanted to cop some of these products I have put out there. And so I found a way to get them to Belize. And for me to get them to Belize, I go to America. So I said, why not make it available for Americans as well or Belizeans in America? So yeah, I can ship to anywhere in America or anywhere in Belize. It takes a while for me to get them there because, you know, I'm pretty far away, but I do get them there. So that's something that like, so these people in the States and people back home in Belize, it's more of like, you really have to coordinate something with them for them to get the products, sort of. Um, yeah, it's, it's a process. Like they would make the order and I would take the order down and I let them know when it's finished, when I make it here, everything is made here in Taiwan. And when it's finished, then I wait maybe like a month. I try to keep it to a month. And then I take as much orders in within that month. And then I would send that that whole box of shirts or whatever bags, sweatshirts, whatever it is. And I ship it to America and then from America to Belize. 
And it's just a process. I have to keep updating people when their stuff is coming, when it's been shipped, how close it is, because people, of course, are worrying about it. So it is time consuming. I know it's a process, but like I said, I just started and I'm working on different ways to make it more efficient. But as of right now, that's the process I have. Okay. So like, you know, this process itself is is already a bit challenging. Besides that, what are some challenges you have come across along the way? Some roadblocks, some bumps, whatever it may be. Um, well, for starters, one of the biggest challenges I face is creator's block. What I mean by that is that sometimes it's hard to create. It's hard to just think of designs right off the bat. Some days are better than others. Like one day I might just think of a design and I start working on it and it flows perfectly. And there's times when I would think of a design and I try to put it, try to create it on my computer and it fails horribly. I think it looks horrible or I would create it and I send it to my close group of friends, people I work with. That's something else too. I, everything, all the designs I've made so far are all created by me. And, but I have a close group of friends that I trust. They're all really super close to me. And whenever I design something, before I put it out to anybody, I would ask them how it looks. It's because I trust them and I know they would give me honest feedback. And so I send it to them. And if they don't like it either, then I start working on it again and again. And it could take, sometimes it takes weeks, but I try not to rush any sort of design and I not try to rush the process. If I can have a creator's block today, I just do something else to keep the time going to benefit the business. And I work from there. Another tough thing about running this brand has been deciding on what shirts to use. Choosing blanks is not an easy job because you want quality products. You don't want to just choose any t-shirt and the quality sucks. So I take my time and I do research. I watch endless videos on reviews. I watch question. I read questionnaires on Google, question and answers, I mean. And I take my time and find these um, right blanks I want to use because I want something that's comfy, that has a nice soft feel to it, but I also want something that looks vintage and a little oversized because like I said, I like, me personally, I like vintage wear. So I want, if of course I'm going to create a brand, I'm going to create something that I like. So that's what I like and hopefully people will like it as well. And so that's sort of, those are the types of shirts I'm looking for. And that takes, that's a task as well. And also choosing my printing style because there are different ways of printing on printing designs on t-shirts and you want to choose the most cost effective, but something that's going to last as well. You don't want to just print uh, a design on a shirt that will only last somebody a, a month or maybe two months. You want something that will be with them for a long time so that person can get their money's worth. So that's a task as well. It's tedious going through all these different ways to get the stuff done, but I want to make sure people enjoy what they're getting and are satisfied with my products. So now, like, you know, I should have asked this question a long time ago. So, you know, like when it comes to clothing and what's not, that's a very, you know, competitive field to get into. What is your goal for the brand and how do you think you will find your way? Like, how will you navigate through that world of clothing? Uh, so far, I've been taking it one step at a time. Uh, I'm not, I didn't try to think too much into the future. But as of right now, I'm just trying to get as much designs out there to build, uh, to build a community 
the more products I have out there, the more people have on my products, that it will start this little Love Always Wins family that they're wearing. Because right now it's so small. But even that small amount of people wearing my brand is appreciated because them supporting someday if this brand ever gets bigger, they're the ones who started it. And, and well, you know, this is a serious conversation, but I can't take myself too serious for too long. So in other words, like our guy Gigi would like to say, he's an island boy just trying to make it. So that part, he's just trying to make it. Those guys are trash, but that's a quality quote right there. But yeah, um, I think this conversation has been going on better than I guess both of us expected. And but before we go, let's just wrap it up with some, you know, just some quick fire questions. In my past episodes, I thought about these ahead of time. So just as they're quick fire for him to answer, they're also quick fire for me to ask because I don't even know what to ask as yet. But anyways, so the first one, I won't limit you to only Taiwanese dishes because I've realized that over time, a lot of the things that we probably eat aren't necessarily Taiwanese. So I'll just go down to what is your favorite dish you've had here in Taiwan? Um... I would go with hot pot. Uh, I like hot pot. It took me a while to get used to it because I didn't like the thought of paying somebody for me to cook my own food. That sounds a little weird. Back home, we would never do that. But after a while, being here for so long and eating it and trying different places and the way they do it, I like it. It's cool. Good answer. Good answer. Um, next up. So because you hoop, what's your favorite court you've been to out here in Taiwan and then also back home Ooh, that's tough um I would say the Shinsheng elevated courts the one that we call it under the bridge that's what we refer to it as and I like it because the competition is pretty tough out there on a good day there are days when nobody really goes out there but on the days that a lot of people do go out there we have tough battles with uh these Taiwanese guys out here and it's fun. Playing out there and playing hard. I enjoy that. That's the type of basketball I like. And as in for my favorite court in Belize, of course, I would go with my own home uh, my own home court. I'm going to call it that. Uh, Belama. Belama Phase 2. That's where I live. That's where I'm from. And I grew up out there. Played there every day. Every single day right after school. And those guys, everybody there, like family to me. I just love playing against close friends. It gets really competitive. And we would fight for hours out there on the court and we go right back to hanging with each other and chilling with each other right after. That's the crazy thing about basketball or sports in general. When you're playing with friends, you're fighting and the next moment, it's like nothing ever happened. That's so how um, That's how it is. <laughs> next up is... Ooh, I can't even think. What has been your favorite thing to do besides basketball in Taiwan? Um, Besides... Hoping, I would say traveling. I'm not much a fan of traveling, to be honest. Like, I feel like it's very tiring and I get tired pretty easy. But Taiwan is like, I've got to travel throughout the island. So far, I've been here and it's really cool seeing all these, seeing all these different places. And like, when I'm not hooping, most of my free time, I'm like going, going play different new places because everywhere is new to me. This is a whole new country and I'm still learning, I'm discovering stuff every day. And so on my free time, if I'm not hooping, 
I would be with friends and they would be taking me to new places. Or even if it's not my Taiwanese friends, I'm going with my with Josh. We're always hanging out. And we would go different places and seeing this new stuff. And to me, that's super cool. I just, most of my free time is basketball. So the traveling is on the side. And that small little side activity is what I enjoy doing. Last but not least, what's your favorite quote? Leave us with something to, you know, inspire us or what's not. A favorite quote. I would, not exactly a quote. It's more of a lyric from a song I really like. It's always stuck with me. It This um, lyric says, Jaja never gives a man more than what he can bear. And what it means is like, God, that's what they're referring to as Ja, doesn't give someone something they can't handle. All the situations that you have in your life has probably been placed to you because he believes that you could handle it. It's something that you can conquer. And I try to believe in that in every situation that I'm faced, that I wouldn't be faced with this challenge if God didn't think I could handle it. And that goes out for everybody out there that whoever is struggling with anything, have faith. Love always wins. And you'll be okay. And that's crazy because... So I recently recorded an episode with my cousin. And that's coming out after this one. But he said that, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of times we look at things in life and it's like, you know, we're, we're in a scary place. But when you really and truly look back at it, more often than not, you always find the light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes one tunnel might be longer than the next, but eventually we get out of it. And so, yeah, before you go, please let us know where they can find you on social media. You can share your personal one if you want. You don't have to, but for sure, go ahead and share the Love Always Wins. Where can we find it? What platform? What's the handle? So people can go ahead and check it out. Okay, for um, as of right now, I'm only on Instagram. When working on getting on other platforms, but right now just Instagram. And you can find me at the business at lovealwayswins dot underscore underscore. And um if you want if you have any personal questions for me, you can find me at Lee Ja underscore. L E E J A H. I'll be placing the links to these accounts in the description. And one last thing before you go, if you want to give a shout out to anybody, go ahead and do so. Um uh, shout out my boy John Kelly. He's one of the friends I mentioned earlier that I send my designs to and he give me honest feedback. I would also want to shout out my cousin Mara, man. She's been a big help to me. She gives me feedback all the time. She sits down with me and helps me design some of these same t-shirts. And also I would want to shout out my guy Russ. He's the one behind all those fire pictures you guys might have seen on the Instagram page. He does great work and he's very low-key about it. But he deserves some shout-out as well. Um, Shout-out Joshua from Planet Josh, the guy I'm talking to right now. He helps me a lot too. Um, Who else? Who else? And shout-out to everybody, man. Keep supporting Josh. He's doing a great thing here. And of course, go ahead and check out Love Always Wins. Cup some merch. What do you want? Sweats? Hoodies? I mean, winter is going, but I know a lot of people out here in Taiwan wear long sleeve no matter the time of the year, so... (laughs) I got more t-shirts coming too. I'm preparing for the summer or the spring. And tees, yeah. Get your totes if you want to try to carry around things, ladies. (laughs) But like I said, I'll be placing the links in the description so you can find these accounts. And well, it's been a good one. I'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace. Peace.